Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Hello everyone and welcome back to Welcome to the World of Tomorrow! And we are going to review a third episode of season one. I guess you would call it, yeah. It would be the third episode of season one. Uh, I Roommate, which I guess is a reference to iRobot. I'm not really sure about that one. Well, and as always, my co-host, Jim Strangepork. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going good. How are you? Good. So you fighting those floodwaters up up north? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing okay with all that. That's good. That's good. All right, so let's get started. Um, so do you want to go ahead and tell us, tell everybody a little bit about ourselves, Jim? I'm sorry? You want to go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about ourselves? Like what we do here, we review Futurama podcasts. Yeah, sorry, I was, was going to say, uh, that's, a, that's a personal question. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, we are a Futurama podcast reviewing every episode one at a time um, of the phenomenal... To early 2000s, late 90s, uh, cartoon series Futurama, um, and uh, we're we're taking it one episode at a time, just giving you guys our little review. We're going to talk about things that we want from each episode from the future. Uh, we're going to share a little bit of trivia, whatever we kind of have, um, and have a lot of fun. Yeah, that's basically it. So if you don't like it, leave. Please don't leave. We would like you to stay and listen, but if not... Haven't listened. I haven't watched Futurama yet. There might be some spoilers ahead. Yep. Well, I'm pretty sure if you listen to this podcast and you haven't watched the episode, you're doing it wrong. Because I feel like you should watch the episode and then listen to us. Like, that's how I feel like you should do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's how we do it with our work. All right. So let's get to the opening credits. Uh, I Roommate, April 17th, 1999. Which, I'm sorry, not 17th, 7th. Which is only a couple days after episode 2 really weird um and do you know the opening subtitle that was on there jim do you know that yes it was uh as seen on tv yes probably one of my favorites i like this like i'm not saying i like the couch gag better on the simpsons but i find this a little bit more funny like the yeah. opening sequence also i have to point out the uh opening cartoon we uh we had a porky pig cartoon again which is interesting they Two weeks in a row, it's Porky Pig on that little screen. That I know, I'm like, I'm like, I guess I should add that, so I'm going to start adding that to the, I'll start adding that next week to the little thing, of uh, the cartoon. Movies and they do Futurama on the screen. Yeah. Alright, so you want to get right in? Sure, you want me to start it off? Go ahead. So, um, episode opens up with, uh, Fry waking up in, uh, Planet Express on the like conference table um, and hitting Bender in the head when he tries to turn off his alarm clock because he's now living at Planet Express. Um, now, did which, you like the Salvador Dali reference when he's like, hey! Uh, Bender breaks the clock and we get our first of several art references in there, the Salvador Dali clock. Um, and uh, as Hermes tries to go on with the meeting, first of all, complaining that Fry is late despite living at the office. Right. Because wouldn't be late if they lived on the conference table that the meeting had to start at. 
uh, as he goes through all the stuff, Fry begins, uh, he gets his bachelor chow, which is, like, clearly dog food for people. Um, and then yeah. as he pulls bachelor chow, he then goes, as Hermes goes through the water rate consumption, he goes into the chemical emergency uh, shower and begins showering for the day. And basically, it, uh, you know, Hermes throughout the meeting starts to realize that Fry is because of all of the rises in expenses. Yeah, like, I like how he's like, well, you know, well, water consumption has gone up the past month. Fry's been here for a month, so I want to make him do a committee to find out. And I'm like, okay. And then I love how after that we get introduced to uh, one of my favorite soap operas of all time, All My Circuits. That's right, All My Circuits. Uh, Calculon, one of the greatest characters on the show. Yeah, uh, uh, I think uh, I think Mar- uh, Maurice LaMarche is probably one of the best voice actors ever, besides Jim Cummings. But, right. and, uh, and what's the guy's name who does Nibbler? Um, oh. God, why can I not remember that? He does the voice, he does, he does Scooby-Doo. Um. Wrong and complete blank here. Kenny Baker? No, not, oh, no, oh, not Kenny Baker. R2-D2, rest in peace. Um, uh, we'll remember his name. We'll probably get yeah. some emails. Oh. We'll figure it out by the time we get to Nibbler talking. Yeah. Or Nibbler at all, actually. Um, uh, yeah, so basically, uh, after that, we get Calculon. One of, now, it's gone on record that Maurice, Maurice LaMarche said this is probably one of his favorite voices to do. Because it's hysterical, to be honest with you. It's great. Um, uh, and then we get All My Circuits, and I love I love his response. He's like, he's like 4,000 channels, and only 160 have anything good on them. Yeah, yeah. And he puts on all my circuits, and then he's, like, watching, and then Bender's like, oh, hey, all my circuits, awesome! So then he starts watching it, and he's like, he's like, hey, what's that guy? That's a human. What does he do? Human stuff. Yeah, yeah. Boring. Yeah. And then you get Tress McNeil, when she's like, so you must know my thing. I'm metric. I know, yeah. I've always known. I'm willing to convert. Like that, I was like, Why? <laughs> Math joke, a good measurement joke to uh, to set up a great cartoon series. Exactly, uh, and then after that they get thrown out. Uh, the couch just gets dragged out of Planet Express, and uh, and I love Hermes' line, which he doesn't even move his mouth. If you notice this, I didn't notice. Yeah, like if you go back and watch it, he didn't move his mouth. He's like, "We'll be for the couch," and he doesn't even move his mouth. It's just completely silent. He's a ventriloquist. You didn't know that. Apparently. No. Um, and then after that, uh, they go to um, this, the the diner, one of those diners that you can you know pick food off of, which I've never been to. Do they have those? I think they really have those. Oh, that was going to be what I wanted from the future, but I guess I got it, so. Oh, okay. Well, no, we got to go find one and just have martini glasses and an amoeba. I want right. an amoeba. Anyone, if you know where these are, you, you send us a message. I need to get to one. Yes, we need to check one out. Um, and then I love how, I love how Fry. He's like, he's like, why do you have to drink alcohol? Because it, it makes me, you know, it, it's the fuel I need to survive. And all that's a great build up for, you know, sooner. And yeah. Then, and then he's like, well, why do you drink cigars? Oh, because they make me look cool. <laughs> uh, and then after that, um, he's like, why don't you just come live with me, you know? You know? 
I, I won't be a jerk to you like this jerk behind me. And he just points at some random character and he's like, yeah. I thought he was going to say something like, hey, but then I was like, because you know it's New York, so I'm assuming someone would be like, hey. But apparently not. Um, and then after that, um, we go see uh, Bender's apartment, which is exactly two cubic meters. Is that correct? That is right, yeah. Basically yeah. a closet space. Yeah, um, which I find hysterical. That's all the robot really needs. They power themselves down. They don't have, I guess the robots don't have belongings. No. Um, and then, uh, he's like, he's, and then one of my, one of my favorite exchanges of all time, he's like, uh, hey, hey, Bender, uh, where's your bathroom? What room? Bathroom. What? What? What's going on? And then he's just like, never mind. And he's like, well, I need to change my clothes. Look, bud. All right. You got one set of clothes and you're not changing in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and then I love how he goes to sleep and we get our second reference to kill all humans. Kill. And then I love the reference. Hey, mama, you want to kill all humans with me? <laughs> and then Fry wakes up. He's like, "Oh, I had a dream that you were there." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then, um, did you notice what? What uh, did you notice that Bender whistles when he's uh, walking around the Planet Express? Yes. Uh, now I tend to do that a lot randomly. I don't know if you've ever caught that being friends with me for so many years. I do tend to whistle that randomly. <laughs> the little bezel song? Yeah. Yeah, I just whistle that. Yeah. Oh, Tesla. I was not calling you Tesla. He's like, what's going on, Dad? You need me? His little head's poking out. Um, but, no, so you get that, and then basically uh, they find out that uh, Bender just put in carpeting and Fry's neck is bent. Yeah. Uh, and then Everyone's- a little crooked. That's... Yeah. And then Lila's like, you need to find some other place to sleep. And he's like, is that an invitation? Which, is that like the second reference we have that Fry wants to sleep with Lila? I think. Yeah. He's <laughs> one of the last two, right? Yeah, I think the first episode he was like, they held hands, so they kind of was like, hey, I want to yeah. bang you. But like, I think this is like the first full-on reference that we have that... Uh, that Fry wants to sleep with Leela. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we get our favorite montages of apartments, which I kind of want. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> That's impressive. Like, we get the underwater one, which is probably one of my favorites. Um, and I love how the, that... Leaking water into the apartment and the crack and attacking. Yeah. But, <laughs> Which did you like that John DiMaggio did the voice of the super? Yeah, yeah. And I love how he just grabs a knife out of his boot and he's like, I gotta go change a light. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get, uh, uh, why don't you talk about this one because you like this one so much. Uh, the second uh, apartment? Uh, the art, yeah, so our, our second art reference, the uh, M.C. Escher, oh, what's the name of the painting? I can't think of it. Relativity, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the stairs that uh, that George Lucas and Jim Henson put in Labyrinth, and that was the only other time I really remember it. Yeah, no, I was about to say, seeing this seeing this apartment reminded me a lot about Labyrinth. Like, I was like, why? I was like, uh, is David Bowie going to show up, like, randomly? <laughs> like, is he just going to insert himself? Sock in the pants, too. Yeah. Um, that, that'll turn you off of an apartment quickly. Uh, but then Bender begins falling down the stairs, and one of the 
best little visual gags ever where he falls down one set of stairs and comes out of another one and just keeps going with all the staircases. Yep. Um, and then after that, uh, we get a nice apartment, which looks amazing. And he's like, all right, what's the catch? And he's like, no, no there's no catch. Well, we are technically in New Jersey. And then they just, that was that was the cool point right there. I was like, nope. It goes right into the line about not even one place remotely livable. I know. <laughs> so, here listening from New Jersey, I'm not that sorry. <laughs> wow. We just lost all of New Jersey there. All of the listeners. No, I love New Jersey. It's a beautiful place. I love it. Now, now we just lost all the New Yorkers. That's. <laughs> oh, well. That's okay. We got the new New Yorkers. Oh, yeah. But no, I love how they were just like. They were like, oh, well, you know, like, that what made me part so much was that, that joke right there. But it was like, well, we are te- it just ends. Just like, nope. Yeah. No, no. Not that one for sure. Probably was like, fr- it was like cheap rent and everything. It's just like, nope. Not New Jersey. Uh, whoa. Uh, Dropped you there. Sorry. Okay. That's why, that's why I don't use the Time Duke's uh, TARDIS controls for visuals anymore for audio and video at the same time. Because he just doesn't know how to use it. He calls it some time and relative dimension in space. I don't understand the reference, but some people do. Yeah. Um, so, and then we get, uh, which is one of my favorite lines, is when, when he goes, uh, when they're sitting there, you know, just talking and then all of a sudden the professor goes is on the phone and he's like oh to shred you say how's his wife holding up to shred you say <laughs> like that part i was like wow i love that line the professor hands down that is one of the best lines he's ever had right yes like just the way he just is like to shred you say like he's like i knew i knew she was already gonna be two shreds but i just wanted to make sure that she was. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we get... He hangs up the phone and goes, good news, everybody. I know, which I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, was he looking for an apartment for Fry, or was he just like... I mean, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Uh, and so then uh, they go meet they go meet the, the super at their new apartment, which is Tress McNeil, which is another favorite, one of my favorite characters of her besides Mom, which... To be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten to mom yet this early on in the in the series. I'm kind of surprised, yep. but uh, I love the lazy cat eye lady. That's what I call her. Yeah, she doesn't really have a name, does she? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and I love how she just got that lazy eye. She's like, "What's your jigger? Robot." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they're looking around, and he's like, "Oh wow, it's pretty awesome. You know, everything. Blah blah." blah. But they only have one thing I don't I really care about. A TV. It's got one. What you call it? Whippersnapper? And it just pressed the button and it's like a 75-inch television. Just yeah. like in the wall. Uh, and then we get to Bender and he's like, oh, I don't really know how I feel about this. It doesn't really have anything I want to... And then just Fry just opens up a closet. And he's like, here you go. And he's like, oh, I could get used to this. <laughs> and then... Uh, uh, during the third act, is it, no, I don't think the third act started yet. I don't think so. Uh, we get our, we get our housewarming party of Bender. Let's do another montage first. Oh, that's right, your favorite. Go ahead. Yeah. So we go through a little montage, um, and it's a, a nod to the wonderful series The Odd Couple, even down to the theme music playing. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, it shows them basically trashing the apartment to make it more homey, you know, destroying the chair to make a beanbag chair, the beautiful, like, wooden chair that they had. Uh, 
and even down to Bender throwing a cigar on the ground, Fry picking it up with the umbrella and doing the whole da, 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 the odd couple bit. But then, of course, Fry smokes the cigar and throws away the umbrella and the cigar. Right. Uh, and then we get that art reference again you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, when they take down the uh, the Andy Warhol painting, but of slurm cans. Which, I want that painting. That's They advertise the crud out of slurm before you ever learn anything about it as a drink. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, that's what I like most about this series is the little nidbits, the little tidbits that they have. Just like different things. So I love how Fry takes down the Andy Warhol and then puts up uh, a girl in bikini. Yeah, his not quite nudie picture and then Bender puts up the um, like diagram of a kind of, I'm assuming, a nude robot. Exactly, yeah, with all the with all the tidbits and showing i don't really know i mean if you're a robot and you listen to this why don't you let us know if that was a nudie photo or not? yeah yeah uh um and then after that we get our housewarming party uh which everybody's like oh and i love how you... okay so zoidberg doesn't really say that much in words in this point in this episode like he walks up and fries like like that's it like i was like i thought he would be like hey there just like I was like, okay, what's going on? Um, and then, uh, and, and then we get the mini fruit tree from Zoidberg. Yeah, uh, from Leela. Oh, from Leela. And I love how Fry takes it. Oh, claws that he made himself. Oh yeah. Well, first we got to get to one of my favorite jokes in this episode is when he takes the banana peel, a banana peel probably about maybe an inch or two, throws it on the ground, and Amy walks in and slips. And he's like, oh hey, Amy. <laughs> Just like gosh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Amy and I'm feeling like, hey. Yeah. And so then we're getting ready to watch all my circuits. Uh, and, but Bender drank all the beer. When I say all the beer, I mean like a mountain about the size of him in beer cans. So he has to go get more beer. And I love his line, oh, heavy drinking crowd. So, <laughs> so he's got to go get beer to go ahead and, um, you know, make sure that, you know, they have everything um, they have beer so he can, you know, so if, cause the Calculon's wedding doesn't go correctly, then, you know, he won't, he won't be able to replicate any type of emotion that he has. Um, and then after that we get, um, the, all my circuits start to start and we get Zoidberg's line and he's like passing trap, his crab claws around or lobster claws. And I guess this is the first point where Hermes and Zoidberg kind of start to hate each other. Like maybe, I mean, that's never really referenced any other time, I don't think. Do you get that? I mean, they all kind of hate on Zoidberg. No one more than Hermes, though. Right. And then I love how, well, you want to take this line since you made the joke? You want to go ahead? Oh, yeah. So Hermes, of course, biting into the crab claw, which clearly he doesn't know how to eat a crab claw because he's just biting it. Uh, Looks at Zoidberg, says, this is delicious. And Zoidberg goes, thank you. I made it myself. To which Hermes then instantly starts to throw up and spits it out into a napkin. Yes. Uh, and then we get Professor Farnsworth uh, giving Fry a uh, a mummy teriyaki style. Which, yeah. Which, that's kind of, we kind of skipped over earlier, but I kind of wanted to bring it into, you know, fruition when they had, at the beginning, he was like, oh, I had something beforehand. Fry's not doing anything wrong, blah, 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 this. And then he eats his mummy and he's like, oh, he's got to go. Oh, uh, and then apparently he finds another mummy and gives him a teriyaki style for his housewarming party, 
which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and then after that, uh, uh, I love how I love how Fry kind of hits it like Fonzie the TV because it's acting up because they don't know why it's acting up, but it's acting up. So he kind of hits it, and he's and it works because Bender walks out of the room and he's like, "Hey," which yeah, I thought, well, yeah. And so then he's like, "Hey, Bender, it's back! Come on!" And then he walks back in. I love the visual gag that they have just randomly, just like of off and on. Walking in as the TV goes out, and it's always like, my secret is, and then Bender leaves to go complain. To reiterate, my secret is, and then we get Trust McNeil coming in with, I don't even know what you want to call it, but she's got like this just thing, and she's like, well, this thing will find what's interfering with it, and I love how she's like walking around and looks at Bender, and nothing, and then she walks around, and then... Because well, I love a slow joke. I don't know if you do, but slow but joke. She, clearly, you can tell it's Bender, and she just walks away and scans the beer cans again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love how she gets to it, and she's like, it's your antenna. Why would it be like that? And then I love how, um, is it Fra? Is it Far, is it Professor or the Leela that goes, it's probably transmitting your thoughts. I think it's Leela that says that. Oh, you're, yeah, it might be. I don't remember who. Oh, well... That whoever says it, and then uh, it's interfering with um, because his thoughts are in the same frequency as everything. And I love how he's like, he's like, "What? I wouldn't do that." And I love how the lady like, "It's even showing up on my phone." <laughs> and my question is, why does she have a flip phone in the year three thousand? That's the one question yeah. I. Don't you know? It's like vinyl came back around now. Flip phones. I don't. Make- and have you noticed that the flip phone has? Um, the old dialing keys, so it's got a rotary phone on there. Did you notice that? That's amazing. Yeah, it's got a rotary key, and so <laughs> then, and so then I love how he's like, "Yeah, even your thoughts are on my cell phone." And I love my line is, "That lady has a huge ass," and I love his response. That could be anyone's thoughts, fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, really, okay, and so then, uh. Uh, Bender leaves, uh, and I love how we get Randy. I don't know if you've ever, you remember Randy, uh, the one in the pink outfit, and he's like, Calculon's back! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he had a name. Yeah, I uh, referenced that in, uh, in Fun Facts, but yeah. But it's like, it's like Calculon's back! <laughs> <laughs> Which, I love Randy. Like, whenever Randy shows up, I'm like... Too. Right. He, he, he's not a major character, but he pops up a lot, and I love it. I guess you would call him like a C-list character, because one of our B-list characters we get start we get introduced next episode, which I'm really looking forward to that episode. Oh, uh, the one that's been in the news lately, huh? Yes. Uh, I kind of want to save that for next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then after that, uh, we get uh, f- uh, Bender walks away, and everybody starts talking about Calculon blah blah this. Uh, he reveals his secret again, which I don't think he ever, we ever find out his secret, which I'm like, wouldn't you want to reveal that? But I don't really know. Or no, oh, he died and then he came back. That was the joke. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Um, and then I love how we get that 1940s joke of ben, of Bender not drinking. And then it's like, water fountain, all night book study. Oh, Boring geology lecture is my favorite song. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> It's just like it was the reference. I guess like three in the morning in New New York when you're trying to you know not drink. 
times too. They do it more throughout the series, I believe. Yeah, but no, I like this one basically because it's Bender. He doesn't want to drink, but yeah, but it's all the like sleazy signs for places you can't drink. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and then after that, well, Bender shows up to Planet Express, uh, stone cold sober. Which five yeah. o'clock rust shows up, which that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Bender gets his little rust beard. I love that yeah. so much. I love when he gets the five o'clock rust. It, like it's like, why? But okay. Uh, and one of my favorite lines from Leela by far is probably, uh, in this episode is, "Please, Bender, have some malt liquor. If not for you, for the people who love you." <laughs> like, <laughs> like just the reference that it. Oh, jeez, like just the I guess irony of everything was that that's what made the joke so funny. Um, and then after that, uh, 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 Bender leaves, uh, cause I guess he's going to go do something he doesn't want to regret. And then Leela shows up to Fry's apartment, which, which they meant, they, they said rent control. So I'm assuming it's not that much rent, but how can Fry live on his own when he barely makes enough to like have one pair of clothes working as a delivery boy Yeah, in new New York? Which I'm pretty sure I know the prices in New York, but New New York, damn. Uh, which uh, I, we didn't mention this earlier, but I love the reference when Fry goes, when he goes, when he goes, Bender, can we just do this where I stay and you leave? And he's like, okay, well, we could go to we could, we could live with the mutants. A little fire show him who's boss. Like I like that reference. Yeah, that was that was a funny reference. Um, and then we also get um, basically. Bender shows up again with, uh, he's stone cold sober, just like straight sober again. And he's like, I'll do it. I'm going to do it. I'll throw off my antenna. And, it, and Fry just goes, okay, we'll do it. And I'm like, Fry, do you not know what he's about to do? I'm like, that's kind of bad. Cause I basically, it's a euphemism for a man's penis. That's basically yeah. what it is. Uh, sorry if any little kids are listening to this, but then again, why are you watching Futurama? Cause yeah it's not really a kid show it's more like a teenager young adult young adult show that's yeah that's what i would call it um and so then after that we get to the point where he's like oh hey you know blah blah this and uh and he's like okay so then uh i love i love when he throws the antenna out of the window after he clips it off he throws the antenna out of the window and they have the whole part where he's like he's like a calculon meets his human and he's like I'm sorry. He goes, it's okay. You're only human. And then it's reversed with Bender and Fry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that Leela tells him, wait, guys, you did it completely backwards. And you just kind of look at her confused. She's like, right. Fry should be the one apologize. Oh, never mind. <laughs> like, I like how they make the reference, but it's backwards, which that makes me laugh so hard at that point. And then I love how he's like, I love how he kind of whines like a little dog. He's like, Aww. Because his antenna's gone. So, he went to bring a bobbit on himself. So. Yeah. Uh, you who are too young, you shouldn't be listening. Exactly. And so then he goes, okay, well, you know what? Bender, can um, can they reattach your antenna? And I love how he, his reference is, if they get it on ice quick enough, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what was that? Was Okay. I'm like, that's, a, that's an electronical part, but all right. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And so then, uh, 
And then the, our favorite cops show up again, which are these the only two cops in New York? New, New York? Apparently. The rest of the force is on strike, I guess. <laughs> and I love how, I love how uh, he finds it and he's like, bingo. And I love how he goes, you call that an antenna? I was like, <laughs> wow. It was like a bunch of dick references. Okay, a bunch of penis references. Yeah. All right, we're just going to go with that then. And, and then I love when it shows up. When they show up back to Bender's apartment because they're like, you know what, we can't afford this apartment, so I'll just live with you, Bender, because, you know, you're my best friend. And I love how he has this tree, and he's like, and and he's like, oh, hey, you know, blah, blah, this. He's like, hey, Bender, how am I going to let my tree, you know? Oh, no, I love what he's like. At first, he's like, hey, did you see, uh, he goes, hey, by the way, I left, oh, those are my skin flakes went. Like, like he, he missed them. <laughs> And then I love how Bender, uh, Fry just goes to Bender. He's like, hey, Bender, how am I supposed to, you know, my fruit tree, how is it supposed to, you know, get any light? He goes, oh, you can put it in the closet. I love how he presses the button and it opens up. And it's like a, it's like almost like, I guess a two-bedroom style apartment loft just completely yeah. open. And he's just like, Bender, why don't I just stay in here? And he's like, really? Humans? Wants to live in a closet? Ugh. <laughs> like that part I was like this is where the show has hit its stride for me it was like I mean I'm not saying I loved the show I didn't love the show beforehand but this is where to me it was like it cemented its humor it was like it's a highbrow cerebral show for nerds and geeks who understand jokes yeah yeah which by the way uh, my co-host on Cinema Gyms Eric Prawling loves this episode he loves the odd couple reference that they have so, Eric, I hope you're listening to us. I did tell you I was going to mention you, and I mentioned you. So, now let's move on to, what do you want to do, the Let's go with things I want from the future. Let's do with that. So that's always, I like that first. I always like that first. Uh, so, things I want from the future. By the way, when I said those apartments, I really want all three of those apartments, except the one from New Jersey. I would walk away from that as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do love the bachelor chow. Like, that is something I would want to eat. It's with flavor now. Like, I love it. With flavor. Uh, and then, uh, All My Circuits. I just want to watch All My Circuits. I want Calculon to be on my TV, like, all the time. So why don't, you go, why don't you go with the things you want from the future? Well, I was going to say the food of Matt. Apparently that's a real thing. I don't know if they serve Amoeba, but, uh, but mm-hmm. I just I like a good buffet that comes to me. You know, less walking, more eating, huh? fat. Um... I think all my circuits definitely. I would love like even if they just did like a spinoff series. <laughs> all my circuits. I, I'm almost wondering because you know that that Simpsons show. I, I I don't watch Simpsons very much, but there was that show in there that like the action show. And if you put all the sequences together, it actually makes a full action film. McBain. Yeah. Yeah, McBain. It. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if you do all that. Like, just put them all together. Maybe all the clips. Somebody can. Do you know if there's all the clips of uh, one of the listeners is listening? Hopefully, maybe uh, that we can get all the clips put together in all my circuits, so we can watch a full episode. I'm not technologically set to do that, but do it. I would love to watch. Right. Or if we're listening to any sponsors, I would love to do that for you guys if you give me the right computer. I would love to do that for you guys. Maybe a Mac, because that's great editing software. Just saying. 
We'll take any free stuff you give us. I love how you like, like it gra- jumped at the screen when you said that. It ain't free things. We love free stuff, guys. Send it our way. Um. Uh. Anything else for things you want from the future? Yeah, I'd probably live in an underwater apartment as long as it wasn't leaking water like that one was. Right. Uh, I also want owls to be just a flutter everywhere. I don't know if you noticed that the owls. Yeah, are. yeah, the owl infestation. They kind of like they keep that running throughout the series. Yeah. That's what I have in my in our fun facts. So let's go move on to our fun facts. So how many? Yeah. So you mentioned one. So why don't you go ahead and go first, since I went first on the last one. Um. Your fun fact. Your fun oh, fact. Oh yeah. Well, one of the fun facts, and I I noticed this um, just recently, but uh, one of the cell phones that goes off, um, and one of when the doors in the apartment open, it's uh, sound effects from Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that that's that made me laugh a lot. Was that? Yeah, I love that. I love the the Star Trek stuff. Uh, you got any other fun facts before I go ahead with mine, or? Um, well, I kind of talked about earlier how they, uh, it, it, there's a lot of art jokes in this episode. The, the references to Andy Warhol and, uh, MC Escher and, um, uh, guy with the clocks. I can't remember his name. Salvador Dali. Salvador Dali. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I'm not an art teacher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was kind of interesting. You know, the, it's a very highbrow show, you know, right. there's a lot of like you know really smart people jokes in this show and a lot of times it's math related it's fun to see a bunch of art jokes too yeah um you got any other ones before i list mine all right so you did mention the owl infestation earlier which they kind of did say without saying that owls were infested in the future they kind of had it like subsequently just injected into every episode which i kind of like that because i love owls and dogs like if they could make a hybrid of an owl dog a dog that flies, like that would be awesome. Tesla, do you want to become an owl? Like he, 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 he's. Are you Raul's Wild Kingdom and throw your dog out of the window like in UHF? Raul's Wild Kingdom. Let's see if <laughs> poodles can fly. <laughs> um, and then also, did you notice uh, the binary code for Bender's apartment? Yes. Did you notice what it was a reference to? I don't know what it's a reference to. I know what it. I know what it means. I know what the code actually makes. It makes a dollar sign. Yeah, which I thought that was perfectly funny for Bender's apartment. <laughs> yeah. Zero zero one zero zero one zero zero. Like, I looked it up and I was like, I was like, that's got to be a reference to something. And then when I looked it up, I was like, wow. Wow. Well, then, like, his neighbor is the number eight, I believe, and across the hall is a hashtag. Yeah, which I'm like, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, pound, hashtag, on Cinema Gems, we call it hashtag Cinema Gems, that's what we call it. Right. Um, also, uh, Randy finally appears, which, uh, I know this is later on in the series, but, uh, I listen to the commentary before we review every episode, uh, and I know in later one of the series, uh, John DiMaggio was like, yeah, you guys just wanted me to make this voice of this random character, and I just wanted this very flamboyant man, and it just stuck. So he, whenever he appears, I'm like, Randy, it's Randy. Like that's not his official. His official name isn't said to like season nine, I think. But like, I know him as Randy. Like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I, I never realized he had a name. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be shocked when they reveal it, like in season nine. You said, 
Yeah, season three. eight, season nine, somewhere around there. That's a long way down the road for us. Seasons. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, uh, another uh, couple of more fun facts. Uh, this episode they made specifically for Fox because Fox was like, oh, we don't want you to do a future episode every episode. Why? It's going to get like, people aren't going to understand it or reference. So they made this show to every specification of Fox because they never went into space. They literally grounded it on Earth and they did everything. And Fox immediately was like, no, we hate that. No, don't do it again. Worst episode ever. I was like, make up your mind. (laughs) They make fun of Fox all the time on the show, too. You can tell why. Which, uh, Matt Groening can get away with it, because if it wasn't for him, Fox wouldn't become what Fox is today, because he had such a big hand in The Simpsons. Um, yeah. And then, um, also, um, another one is, uh, apparently, Matt Groening never saw The Odd Couple before, yeah, like, they made this reference that he was like, I've never seen The Odd Couple. I was like, wow, Matt. Come on, man, two movies, a great TV show. One good movie and one, eh, but you know. <laughs> See, I like grumpier old men. That's just me, which is kind of a an old odd couple, kind of. Same guys. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Oh I wow! Loved, I grew up watching the show and the movies, so I loved it. Uh, that's really all I have for fun facts. Now, uh, we did not get any listeners last week. Right in to get your trivia question uh, for which is the third man on the moon. Uh, do you want to go ahead and give his name out, or do you want me? Uh, why don't you go ahead and say? Michael Collins was the person that was inside the, inside the, I guess... Up 11. He, yeah. was, he was the guy on that mission. But he never landed on the moon. That's gotta suck. You gotta go all the way there, and you don't even go on the moon. That's That's gotta suck. Yeah. Yeah, poor Michael Collins. And now he gets no credit. No one remembers him. Yeah. Just like just like Nikola Tesla, right? That's Not right. you, Tesla. The, you, the person you're named after. All right, so that's really all we have for this week on uh, Welcome to the World Tomorrow. Uh, we do a do it biweekly. Um, I'm assuming people like that because I have a few friends that listen to it. Eric listens to it. He listened to the first episode. He really liked it. The Time Duke doesn't watch Futurama, but I suggested that he kind of watches it. The episode and then listens to our take on it so he said he would probably give it out a try and see how it works um yeah i'm really excited this show's going off really well we've been doing this for about a month and a half now yeah technically we're three episodes in but we do it bi-weekly so yeah yeah um so i mean i really like doing this i hope you'd like doing this every um, Last I mean, it gives me an excuse to watch Futurama again. Like, I have an ex- Like, I gotta go home and watch... I do my homework. Oh, really? For what? For our podcast. Oh, what are you gonna watch? Oh, Futurama. What? What do you mean? Why? What? Why not watch Futurama? Exactly. Again? Exactly. Uh, but no. That's really all I got. Next week, we're gonna be reviewing uh, Love Labor's Lost, which I am really looking forward to. I'm sorry, Love Labor's Lost in Space. Gotta make, right. Gotta make sure you say that. Uh, I guess this is, the, that'll be, well, I kind of want to give a little tease. This will be the first Leela-centric episode. That's true. Yeah. Alright, so that's all I got for me, guys. Uh, my hearts go out to everybody affected by the floodwaters in all the parishes living uh, in Baton Rouge. Uh, all the parishes, please. 
Uh, my heart goes out to you guys. I have donated. Anybody who's listening that hasn't donated, please donate. It's the little amount that helps. Uh, we need to get, you know, make sure everybody gets everything that they need. And uh, I, of course, have donated to all the pets. Um, the time dude kind of thought that was funny that I donated to the pets more than the humans. But I do like pets more. You'd love to. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So wipe your hooves and see you later. You got anything else, Jim? Uh, see y'all next week. Same future time, same future channel. That's your catchphrase from now on, by the way, is that. Like, I'm making that it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. See you later. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Welcome to the World Tomorrow. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Th- Kevin George, thank you for the illustrious music. You're amazing amazing composer uh marty and the arrogant observer thank you guys so much for letting us use your website lowrainpictures.com check us out welcome to the world tomorrow also cinema gems uh you can email us on facebook and also at cinema gems 15 at gmail it goes to both uh welcome to the world tomorrow and cinema gems i do both there like us on facebook we are also on itunes under what's on uh, check us out, guys. Please let us know how you like. Rate us and reviews in the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review and talk shit about us in the comments. Thank you, guys.